everybody. It's David Wisdom back with Young Alabama. We're glad to be back after a long hiatus. Tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to the podcast, we've got Cam Ward, Senator Cam Ward, uh, one of our podcast regulars, uh, back with us to speak about recent antics between Donald Trump and our Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Michael speaks with him about this and a number of other issues, and really excited to have him on as our kickoff back into our podcast full swing. Thanks for sticking with us. We're glad to be back. We're glad that you're here listening to us. We're going to jump right into the interview. Hey, it's Cam. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Senator Ward, thank you so much for uh, um, for being willing to talk to us, especially on a such short notice. I appreciate you guys inviting me. Thank you. Um, we really uh, liked um, our conversation a few months ago about the um, criminal justice reform and, and all that. And especially uh, we thought this would be a good kind of, we kind of took a hiatus for a while and thought it'd be a good segue back into, um, uh, into politics as we gear up for the election and all. Well, I think you guys, um, I think you guys are providing a good service. I mean, I really do. And I mean that uh, y'all are talking to a crowd that a lot of times politicians ignore they assume, well, they're not going to get out and vote anyway, so why are we talking to them? So y'all are doing a good service. Well, I appreciate that. Um, if uh, if you're ready, we'll get sorry. It's just going to be me. This is Michael, by the way. Um, sure, Michael. Uh, but um, all right. Um, so uh, I guess we'll just, we'll just jump right in here. Um, today you were quoted in the New Yorker um, – Concerning the, uh, certain remarks that have been made about Attorney General Jeff Sessions, um, I wondered if you would kind of elaborate more on, on what you were saying there. Well, my concern is this: you know, we have disagreements in politics where there are people philosophically I don't agree with, or there's issues we don't agree on together. But what bothers me is I think the personal nastiness that we're seeing. That needs to end on both the left and the right. But both sides are guilty. But the idea of attacking someone by calling them demeaning personal names, I think it's really causing harm to our political process. The discourse has gotten so personally nasty that uh, the issues are being kind of put on the side burner. It's more about personalities as opposed to uh, public policy. So it's it's well well documented and, and reported on about how that has played out in um, in Washington, especially in Congress, the the hyper level of tribalistic partisanship. But have you seen the same kind of thing in Montgomery? Um, not as much, but it kind of trickles down to it. Yeah, uh, it's not as bad because it's smaller. You know, you have 435 members of Congress, 100 U.S. senators. So, you know, it's it's so much bigger and so much more national that the people are trying to influence them. But from the state side, you don't have as many members, so you don't have that kind of influence. But what does concern me is I think eventually it, it will trickle down even more. And that concerns me a lot because that does none of us any good as far as debating the issues. Um, how... Uh how how, do you, how have you been, or do you find that you're communicated with um, from your constituents in a civil way, typically, or um, do you, when you're talking about it trickling down, how, I know you see, you know, Senator Jones or Senator Shelby being yelled at in town halls and, and things like that. Um, 
have you seen the same kind of thing, on, even though it's on a, a more local level? Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, every once in a while, you'll get some nasty social media remarks. I kind of call that keyboard courage. It's people who wouldn't say it to your face, but they'll do it uh, on their keyboard uh, at their laptop computer back home. I think, though, and it's bad whether you're yelling at Senator Jones or Senator Shelby or whoever, it just doesn't serve any purpose. You're not convincing some. You're not having an, uh, a civil debate. You're having a, uh, a venting. You're, you're venting as to why you're mad about something. It does no good. It doesn't serve any purpose. So it, it kind of concerns me that if we're going to get to the point where I yell at you, you yell, you yell at me, then everyone's going to go to their corner and hide out in their own beliefs, and there's no changing any minds. So debate's gone. It's basically trying to bludgeon you into agreeing with what I want. And that's that's what kind of concerns me the most. Absolutely. I, I know for me, I um, I really enjoy seeing when people post on, on your, your personal and your uh, Facebook uh, profile or your actual page or your, your political page um, with complaints that I know that you yourself can't have ever actually handle. Um, that's, uh, and I, I always appreciate how you, uh, you handle that in such a, um, a calm way, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it, but what's, cha- what's changed a lot is, and, but I will say this to a lot of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, the Senate in Alabama, and people don't like this, but we will argue and have some pretty good tussles, but we'll walk off the floor and say, Hey, how are you doing? How's the family doing? We still have those conversations and I don't want that to change because I think we should be civil. We should disagree, and we should fight hard for our beliefs, but we shouldn't go to the point where we just personally want to bludgeon the other side of death because we disagree with them politically. Um, when you have such hostile words and tones coming from such public figures um, in, in Hollywood or in Washington um, and, and the highest levels of, of both of those, uh, obviously, like you said, that trickles down um, definitely, and you can see it play out, especially on social media. Um, how can we, uh, as individuals, whose whose responsibility is it to kind of counteract that? Is it is it y'all as as elected leaders to kind of fight against that, or is it the individual citizens' responsibility? It's both. Or both. One, yeah, both. As citizens. We can't expect, you know, social media has driven us to be so personally involved that we feel like everything's life and death. And it's not. I'm sorry. We have a lot of problems facing our state and country, but we need to put things in perspective. And two, what we need to do is realize that the person on the other end of the line is actually human as well. We may disagree with them. It doesn't make them evil. So as voters, we've got to do that. But two, as politicians, We've got to realize that, you know, three emails or three social media posts is not a tsunami to go one way or the other. And we have to quit having a knee-jerk reaction that if you see 1,500 posts, that you see three that criticize you, that somehow you need to overcompensate for those, for those arguments. You've got to have a, a level head and kind of put things in perspective. So I think it's both, actually. Are you with me? Hello? 
Hey, you still with me? I'm sorry. Oh, yes, sir. I'm yeah. sorry. No, um, I guess it went out for a second. Um, um, uh, given the president's very public remarks um, and alleged remarks um, concerning such an iconic political figure like Jeff Sessions, um, do you think in those kind of instances that it's the responsibility of or just the, it should be the expectation for um, elected figures um, or party figures uh, to kind of stand up for him or for anyone in that kind of situation? <clears throat> I think it depends on each individual. Um, I, I'm one of those people that calls it like I see it. So my, sometimes I agree with the president. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I agree with Jeff Sessions. I agree with Jeff. I think, first of all, I think Jeff Sessions is a very decent, honorable man. And I've known him for a long time. I had a chance to work with him briefly. He's always been a good man. And there's times I disagree with him. I disagree with him on some of his uh, sentencing guideline reforms. I I totally disagree with him. That being said, it's not because he's a bad person. We just have differing views. But, yes, I think even in our own party, I'm a Republican. I'm a lifelong Republican. But sometimes – I disagree with my own party. And I think the healthy thing about being a Republican is we should be willing to stand up and say, you know what? I disagree with my party on this one. And that's healthy. That's healthy for the growth of our party. We shouldn't be robots just following in line with whoever our party leader is or whoever the party chairman is. Um, are you, do you think that the uh, majority of Republicans would agree with you on that? Or is that a, do you think that's, uh, okay. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that, but I know this for me personally. And I felt like you know, here I, I'm. I'm 47 years old, and I've I've been in this for a while. I was a staffer, and I've I've worked for campaigns. I've volunteered, been elected to office in the House and the Senate. But I feel like we have to have a healthier level of discourse, and we can't be afraid of what. The masses are going to say if we disagree with something. You've got to have a moral compass somewhere. And so if I see something that even my hero in politics would say one thing and I disagree, you have to be willing to disagree or else it's a fruitless process. If you don't have the, if you don't have the courage to disagree, then you're, then you're not serving the people well. Right, right. Uh, do you have any uh, stories or anecdotes that you would be that you could think of or be willing to share? about a time that you um, disagreed with somebody in Montgomery or anywhere else, but how you, how you were able to kind of overcome that in a more amicable way. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you okay. a real example. Um, I, I okay. pushed for, I pushed for a lot of sentencing guideline changes. Um, some of the same way, actually Trump is pushing for the, some of those same guideline changes now on the national level, but I pushed for them on a state level. And I remember uh, both Governor Bentley and, and I had some state senate, fellow senators who said, oh, we can't do this. The public's going to get mad because we're soft on crime. I said, actually, this is a very conservative approach, putting people back to work, making them get jobs, be taxpaying citizens and, and making sure those who have addictions get back on their feet. And, and the others, they said, well, you know, this is just wrong. It's soft on crime. And I said, well, I just think you're wrong. I just disagree with you on this one. And I was public about it. And so, but at the end of the day, we all respected each other. I respected their views and and they respected mine. And I think that's what you have to do sometimes. But criminal Mm -hmm. justice issues is one where I constantly, I I butt heads with my own party. 
uh, some law enforcement even disagree with me, but I think I'm doing the right thing. But you have to be willing to do that or else, you know, you end up waking up one day and you say, well, I served X number of years. But what did you really do? What did you really do? I mean, you got to show right. something for your service. And that's just I'm a big believer that disagreement with your own friends is actually a good thing. Absolutely. Um, can't, I can't help agree with, with that. I know personally, I've, uh, this, um, had a lot of arguments with, uh, with friends, but, but, you know, I think, you know, it makes you, makes you stronger, at least makes you able to understand what you believe a little bit better. I'll tell you um, another good example for me. I'll tell you another good example for me was the John McCain funeral. Um, I was a John McCain co-chairman in 2008 and I know, you know, he made a lot of folks around party mad, but I really respected his personal integrity. And I remember on social media, this was just last week, and somebody said, you know, well, what a traitor, a sellout. You know, he was a treasonous man. And I went online, and I said, you know, I respect you. It was a Tea Party group. And I said, I respect you. And, you know, y'all are friends of mine. But at the same time, you're wrong on this. Regardless yeah. of your political views, to call someone a traitor and treasonous, and I said, that's going to a level we don't have to do. Why are we doing that? That's destroying our dialogue and our process. Um, absolutely. Um, speaking of, or so kind of segue in here, not, um, do you have any, any general feelings about how the, uh, the upcoming, uh, elections are going to go in Alabama? I, I, this whole idea of there being a blue wave, I think is ludicrous. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. Republicans are going to sweep office again. I will say this is Republicans though. We can't get complacent on the ideas issue. Uh, the ideas issue being we have to continue coming up with good policies that are going to be good for our state moving forward. If we ever get to the point where our whole goal is just maintaining power, then we'll see the same thing happen to us that happened to Democrats. I do think this will be a good election force in Alabama. I think we'll do well. I don't see any kind of blue wave here. Now, nationally, you're going to see something a little different. But no, I don't think you'll see that here. Okay. Um, has, has your uh, campaign and your district been been going all right? Um, it's going very well. I, I, I mean, okay. I, I feel I feel very good about. It. I work my district year round. I, I I feel like it's not just a one year campaign that you campaign for four years. And when I say campaigning, mm-hmm. that means respond being responsive to your constituents. If you email me, you text me, you call me, then you get a call back or an email back or response back from me. And then sometimes that's a lot of work, but that's that's what I think people expect of us. So it, yeah, I, I do appreciate how. Oh, well, I'm I'm glad. I mean, I do appreciate how I texted you earlier today, and and here we are talking right now. So yeah, um, and I think we should, I think that's with social media and cell phones and technology. There's no reason for anyone to say, you know what, my senator or my representative, or my con, never called me back or never reached back to me. That's unacceptable. I mean, we're so accessible now. Everybody mm-hmm. should be willing to to be able to get in touch with their legislator, and their legislator should be getting back with them. Well, um, I think I've asked uh, all my questions. Is there is there anything else that you would want to? Um, throw out or, or let us know or anything. I want to go back again to say thank you guys for doing this. I think engaging um, more folks, you know, you call it young Alabama. I think young folks, regardless of what that means, I, I'm getting kind of old. I'm 47. So I, I consider myself getting older now, but um, not old at all. No, no. 
<laughs> but, 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 but I think engaging more folks, regardless of your age, getting more involved and paying attention and also talking to people one-on-one, whether it be a U.S. senator, a state senator, or a congressman, or a county commissioner, I think having, I think having these conversations is, is healthy for what we're doing. Um, so on, on that note, I mean, that's, that's, um, I'm, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I do, but that made me think of one more thing. Um, there was a, um, a poll done, uh, for, of millennials, uh, a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, and it showed that, um, I think 80% of millennials nationally felt that the Republican party did not have their interests um, at heart. Um, do you think that that's a problem? in say 15 or 20 years. Um, and then if so, yeah, well, how, do we, yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you work on that? Yeah. The real issue is the Republican party. We get very philosophical, less government, less regulation, less intrusion. And I think a lot of your millennials look at it as give it to me in practical terms. I've got so much student debt and I got to get a job somewhere. How does it, how does that philosophy help me? I think the Republican Party, and I totally agree with our philosophy and our philosophical uh, uh, leanings, but what I think you have to do is turn that philosophy into practical solutions for people who need help out there. And I think we can. We've just got to, we've got to explain it better than what we do now. Um, so it's a messaging issue more than it's me- I think philosophically we're right. I think philosophically right. we're right. We've got to get better, though. We're going to have to do better about saying how this philosophy actually applies in practical terms to everyday millennials. I mean, how does this help you with the problems you're facing? And I don't think we've done a good job in telling people that. Do you see that? um, Do you see any movements underway to change, to be better at communicating? uh, I try to do it. I I try to do it every day. So at least from my standpoint, I'm trying to. Um, I think everybody. Well, I appreciate that. I think you're seeing it, but we've got to do, we've still got to do better. It's a constant process. And the Democrats, they have their own challenges. I mean, they've got issues where they're not, a, they're not appealing to other demographics, such as your senior citizens. But I think as a party for us to succeed going forward, we've got to show why our message applies to practical terms of day-to-day living. People, you know, people are so busy today, they don't have time to worry about politics as far as you know, the, the national philosophical debate, they worry about when's my paycheck coming in, how much is being taken out of it for government expenses, and, and what can I do to make sure my family lives better off? That's what people want to know about. And I think we had to figure out how to sell our philosophical bent to, to, to address that argument. Thank you again, Senator Kim Moore, for being on with us once again. If you don't follow us already on your podcast app, search Young Alabama right there and you'll find us. Hit the subscribe button. You'll get to hear us every time we post the show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Young AL Podcast on Twitter, Young Alabama on Facebook. And if you can't find us there, you can go to youngalabama.com. I release to every single outlet you can see us on. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next